Hi, I'm Keith the Critic, and this is the Isle Seat. I got the superstar, Kim Schultz. How are you, Kim? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing doing good. And finally, we got Derek, the toy maker, Neil. How are you, Derek? I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. He acts All like right. he, he acts like you've been gone for like years. I mean, I come know. on. He, I, I, he take I, I, off. I he take off one freaking week and like he just <laughs> harasses you. Come on. Oh, and you took off two weeks. Exactly, and I didn't even get this much harassment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I owe you some harassment. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, first off is uh, After Life of the Party, and it's on Netflix. A uh, social butterfly named uh, Cassie, played by Victoria Justice, and it's her birthday, and she just wants to uh, have fun with her best friend Lisa, and also Lisa uh, kind of, uh, she kind of wants to just celebrate with her and Cassie because they've been best friends and they live together and all that stuff. So then all of a sudden, Cassie disagrees. She wants to invite uh, everybody that rule uh, that, you know, they're friends, but they're not best friends. But her and Cassie are best friends. And so they decide to go out and have fun and all that stuff. So all of a sudden, she comes home and she made a huge mistake because her after her birthday she slips and falls and hits her head and she passes away now all of a sudden the angel in heaven said she has to make her choice to right her wrongs and make peace with uh, her loved ones in real life and then she'll have a chance to go to heaven okay so first off I love Victoria Justice, and she starred in uh, 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 she starred in uh, Victorious, and that's a big show on Nickelodeon. And also, she starred in Rocky Horror Picture Show on TV, and that movie I thought uh, uh, it sucked. And then also, I just I want to see more good acting from her. You know, I think she's a really good actress, and also I love her relationship with uh, Lisa, and I thought that was a big part of the movie, and I love that part of the movie. And then also, I like the fact that um, there's so many... Now, I've seen this movie so many times before, but there's something about this movie that I kind of liked. And and also, I thought that the, the, I thought the directing was okay and the writing was okay, but the high points of the movie was the cast. I thought the cast, everybody in this cast, was very good. So I'm going to give this movie uh, probably two, two and a half out of three stars. Um, now, have you seen this movie before? Yes, I've seen this movie so many times. But there's something about this movie that I kind of liked. And, and like I said, Victoria Justice needs to... Uh, uh, she needs to get some uh, meteor roles and all that because I think she's a really good actress. So I'm going to give this movie two and a half out of three stars. Kim, what do you think? 
So you are correct. This is like one of the the movies that, you know, someone dies, they have to come back on Earth. So yeah. reality is you have to switch off reality in your head because yeah. you're like, yeah, that's not, that doesn't happen. And start saying, well, that's dumb. And, you know, so, and just kind of sit back and enjoy it. I yes. love, I love Midori Francis. She played Lisa. I yeah, liked yes. her in Dash and Lily, yes. um, which is a great show. It's kind of where I first saw her at. I love the relationship. I liked the party girl versus the introverts. You've got the extrovert and the introvert. And you've got, um, um, I, I don't know, it was it was a little different, but it was, it was great on building relationships and showing people like how you perceive something right. while you're alive. Might not be exactly how it should because you have convinced yourself in your own world that this is how it is and this is why it is. And instead of taking the time to ask questions and figure it out, you just prefer to hold hate in your heart. And yeah. um, I, I'm i totally opposite of that. I'm not anybody that would, if I thought something was wrong, I would go take care of the problem. But when you've got someone that, like Cassie, you know, she's such a party girl. She has, she's the pretty one with more insecurities than yeah. Lisa, who is the the introverted one that you would think doesn't have any confidence. Yeah. But she actually, she actually eventually does. But it's only when Cassie realizes how she can possibly help the friend, as opposed yeah. to depending on her to just always be there. So I would have to say out of this one, I would do two out of four stars. It's a great, it's a great fun show. Um, gotta, gotta leave your brain at the door. Of, yes, yes. Like, because like of said, course, you know, you're not going to have a, the dead person is literally not going to be able to come back and do yes. what she does, but it is kind of cool the way that they make it happen. So, yeah, I tell you what, and then I was hoping she wasn't going to all of a sudden come back to life. I like that she stayed dead. Yeah. Sorry. And because, no. that, yeah, I, I like that part of the story, you know. And then uh, her, her uh, the guy, um, I don't know. Is the, it Howie? Group, yeah, Howie. You know, Howie. Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I thought this movie was good. You thought it was good, you know. You know. Well, yeah. The, it, Here's 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 one thing is you said like you didn't hope that she came back to life. And so at mine I did the same thing, but what I was hoping that she didn't come back in a new best friend. Right. Like like yeah. she meets somebody and it's just that her spirit jumped into this girl's body. You know like it it stayed stayed right on key. It put her into a relationship and it that that was I, I liked that part. I was just like, yeah. oh, don't don't go dumb. Like, don't yeah. go don't go. Like, she needed like she needs another girl in her life to live. In yeah. reality, is she found you know her boyfriend, or yeah. she finds a dog, or she finds something different to right. fill her void, but she's not replaced. I I like that as well. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. All right, Derek, what do you think of this movie? I actually enjoyed this movie. Uh, it kind of uh, reminded me of uh, you know other films of the same uh, uh, genre, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, movies like the, the Heavenly Kid or yes. Always, uh, where you have uh, you know someone who's passed away who has to be this new guardian angel or to right wrongs or you know things of that nature. And this one was a really fun take on that concept. Uh, I really 
you know, it's it's that kind of a young girl tween version. Uh, uh, you know, obviously the characters are older, they're adult, but they're played off as if you know a ch- you know someone who's who's you know ten to to fourteen or older could enjoy as well. There's there's nothing that that's taboo for for younger. Well, uh, wonderful job. Uh, just everything was really good. You know, yeah, it's it's a repeated type of, of story, but yeah, this one was definitely a, a different way of doing it, and I, and I enjoyed it. Uh, this one, two out of four stars for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought uh, you know um, I thought this movie. Uh, this movie is uh, fun to watch, and then you kind of forget about it afterwards. You know, it's just it, it's a good movie, and I would recommend it. You know, for family. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up. Oh, I'm sorry. One of those forgettable movies. Oh, I, I was just saying, it's definitely going to be kind of a forgettable movie. It's it's there's nothing fresh, new, or or no. genius about it, or, right. or memorable. But but it it definitely is a good film, and I I think it's something. Family could enjoy together. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Uh, next up is um, oh, I lost my place. Oh, Cry Macho on HBO Cinemax. Okay, uh, in uh, Cry Macho, uh, Mike uh, Mike Milo is played by the great Clint Eastwood. Who also writes, uh, directs, and produces this movie, and he's a one-time radio uh, radio star, and he's uh, he uh, he's kind of uh, he after he has an accident, and uh, he starts to uh, go to work uh, with his boss uh, Howard Polk, played by uh, Dwight Yoakam, and and he tries to give him. Uh, uh, Mike as many breaks as he can because he he lost his uh, wife and his son uh, during the darkest days of his life and Milo's just there to help him out and he does everything he can for him so once uh, Milo shows up late to a meeting Howard just has to fire him so it takes a you know it takes a little bit and all of a sudden Milo shows up at our, our Pope shows up at Milo's house and he wants him to hire him to go and find his son and rescue him from his alcoholic's mother from, uh, from Mexico. So Polk uh, reminds uh, Milo how many things he did for him in the past throughout his whole life. So Milo agrees to go to Texas and rescue Polk's son. Okay, I love the, I really like the relationship between uh, uh, Mike Milo and uh, Raffo, who uh, who he rescues, and and I thought this movie was uh, was I love Clint Eastwood, I always have, and I thought um, uh, he kind of he kind of befriends uh, Raffo. And he just wants to teach him how to be a really good man. So there you go. 
I love uh, I love uh, Cry Macho. It's also yeah, it's written, directed, and acted by Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is ninety one, and I I just love that. And I just thought that um, the cast is great in this movie because Clint Eastwood doesn't hire a weak cast. Everybody in this movie has a purpose. And I like that part of that. And that's just so many great things that Clint Eastwood does. I think that, um, uh, you know, I can't believe he's 91 and he's still directing fantastic movies. Like I said before, the entire cast is great. Clint Eastwood uh, puts out a movie. Immediately, I'm going to watch that movie because, you know, he's just, he's, he's a great actor. He's a great director, and I can't say any more great things about Clint Eastwood. Okay, I'm going to give this movie three and a half out of four stars. I wanted, you know, I just, um, it's worth watching. I think you're going to enjoy this movie, and uh, I can't say anything uh, more about uh, uh, Cry Macho. This movie is very good, very entertaining. And it's on, you can go see it at the theaters, or you can watch it on HBO Max. Kim, what do you think of this? So if Clint Eastwood listens to our radio show, he's probably going to want to contact me because I found this movie boring. I, I, I did not like The Mule. I love, I love the shows that he directs. I think he's a brilliant director and a br- brilliant producer. But I'm going to be honest with you, every time he made some sort of a move or had to get down or do something, I honestly thought he was going to break his body. Like, (laughs) he is 91 years old. And the little love interest thing in there made me kind of squeamy. Like, like you're literally almost, you're like close to 100. And like I, I just didn't get, like, I didn't get it. Like, I honestly, I tried and... It was slow, and it's a good show. Like, oh, go watch it because it's a Clint Eastwood show. But yes. if you think it's going to be anything, it's one of those shows that um, they've tried to make multiple times. And they actually had, let me see here, they had three different people to be that part. So in, let's see here, in twenty no two, 1991... They had actor Rob Schneider. Schneider, Schneider was going to play the lead role, and in 2011, Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to play the role. And both times they got canceled throughout, you know, the throughout the, the filming. I love the I love the little rooster thing. I I, I thought that was cute. Um, I I I I'm sorry. I just it was like I would say two out of four stars. It was it was good, but I guess I've just kind of like Clint Eastwood has always been good, but he's not like oh my gosh, it's my favorite. But like even when he squatted down to look what was under the car because something was leaking, I was like, you know, they had to stop and pull him back up. No, you know, they did. You don't know. He's 91 years old. He's like, all right, guys, come and get me. Because I just, I, you know, it, his age is showing. And I, I think they didn't play him too too rough. But if you watch the movie, they really tried to make him appear to be like 60 or 70 years old. And 
I just I didn't buy it. So two wow. out of two out of four stars. I mean, I would watch it if you're a fan and totally disagree. And maybe he'll listen to this and be like, I'm gonna I need to talk to her and convince her. But no, that yeah, one didn't, but, didn't do it for me. Hey, let me know if you talk to him because I'll be in on that interview. Because yeah, but well, he, I tell you, I tell you what. Um, he comes out and he 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 fights and uh, and you know I I just I don't know and and then the gal that he's gonna she's like seventy five but he's ninety one and I'm kind of like damn you know I'm like yeah but anyways but I I I just love this movie I'm sorry yeah yeah I love it and you know. Um, all right, Derek. Uh, uh, what do you think of this movie? <laughs> well, I, I really like uh, Clint Eastwood as well. I, generally, there hasn't been anything, in my opinion, that he's done that is absolutely horrible. Uh, in this film, I think everybody did a great job. Uh, everything was acted out well. Production was good. Uh, the script was a decent script. But it just didn't do it for me. Um, it, it felt like it was too rehashed. Like it was something that had, you know, there's a lot of movies where, you know, it's something you've seen before, but somebody always does something different to, to, to make it so it's not as close to what you've seen before. But this one was, it was, I mean, it was okay to watch, but it, it felt a lot like, felt like what Clint had done was he had taken his movie Gran Torino and mashed it with the mule. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you have that that you know older man, uh, 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 you know, kind of a, a a teacher to a younger man. It's a road trip version of Torino. Yeah. Nobody did a fine job. I just I couldn't get into it because it, it just felt like there was nothing new that didn't add any freshness to it. Right. Uh, there are so many different versions of movies like this. Uh, uh, another good example is, is a comedic version of what this movie could be looked at like is the movie Father's Day with Billy Crystal and, and Robin Williams. You know where where they're having to go and look for this kid that might be their son. And, you know, then there's that, that learning process they have as they go through their adventure. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt with this movie, is it was just a rehashing of, of all those same old tired ideas. And I can understand why Clint Eastwood did this. He is, after all, 91 years old. He's not going to be able to play any of the roles that he is most well-known for anymore. He's not going to be able to be the outlaw Yossi Wales, you know. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna be the the dirty Harrys anymore, you know. That he just doesn't have that in him. I it would be really off-putting to see Clint Eastwood try to do a dirty Harry movie today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I I I mean, I can't give this movie anything more. Anybody did. I think it was just the material wasn't right for what 
you know, Clint should be doing. You know, maybe he should be doing, like, movies like on Golden Pond right now, you know. If, right. Instead of something that re- requires heavy lifting, well, let's, <laughs> let's put him in a canoe out on the water. Right. What What did you cut out when you gave us your score? What did you say your score was? Uh, I'll give this one star. Uh, and as I said, not because of anything anybody did, just the material I don't think was right. Everybody did a great job. It just wasn't the right kind of material. So so the, the love interest, was that Marta? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Marta is 52 years old. She is younger than me. She's, She's 52? Yes. No. Yeah, yes, I just looked it up. Yes, it's what it oh says. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, be... I, 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 I kind of agree with that then. <laughs> She's young enough to be Clint Eastwood's granddaughter. Correct. Oh she was God. born in 1969. He was born in 1930. I love Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Forty, see, but, but like I said, they tried to make her look older and him yeah. look younger. So yeah. they tried to take, you know, add twenty years to her life and take twenty years off his life. And to me, I was Wait just like, ugh. Well, keep looking because I know she. The, the it says it says Natalie. It says Natalie Traverne was born September fifth, nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, but the older gal at, at, at the uh, uh, the bar owner or the. There is a there is a hippie girl, a hippie girl, uh, Lita, which is really young. Um, yeah. Then you've got Natalie Traverne, and yeah. that's the only two older ladies that are in here. Damn. The, uh, hey, the bartender was yeah. There's one Mendez, but I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. So if if Marta was the love interest, which I don't know because I don't remember names. Yeah. She oh, would be 52. Here. I yeah. don't I don't know. Um, I, that I don't know, but I, uh, but I thought she, I did not think she looked like she was that old. Uh, all right. Well, um, uh, next up okay. <laughs> is *Malignant*, and it's on HBO Cinemax. Uh, uh, Madison, who's played by Annabelle uh, Wayless, um, she's uh, paralyzed by the shocking visions of uh, grisly murders. And she also has a miscarriage. And and uh, it just kind of uh, gets worse and worse uh, the longer... She has uh, dreams about uh, somebody who um, is in her in the past that um, has uh, terror realities. Um, this movie is written and directed by James Wan, and I'm a huge fan of James Wan's work. And also, I just love the performance of actress Annabelle Wayless. I think she is, uh, I want to see her in more movies. And also, she plays a very, um, she's, uh, 
she loses her baby and uh, she has to go through so much stuff after losing her baby and then um, I thought that uh, um, she becomes uh, uh, shocking visions of what happened in the past and in the future and all that stuff I just thought her acting in this movie was excellent and also I saw um, I thought that this movie looked amazing I just thought that uh, whoever uh, did the special effects on this movie did such a tremendous job and also um, the first like 15 minutes uh, wasn't that great but after that the last hour and 15 minutes was so good and I think that this movie is uh, this is a movie that people will watch in the future and I might even bring this in in the future to uh, my uh, slash our slash bash film festival I think this movie is very good and I'm going to give this uh, three out of four stars because I just thought that Annabelle Wallace was so good in this part and also James Wan and the, the look of this movie was just outstanding. And I can't say anything uh, more great things about this movie. I gave this three out of four stars. I know, Kim, what do you think of this movie? I know you didn't watch it. Um, I watched it until the girl was given the tour of yeah. the underground thing and then I shut it off when the dog started barking hysterically at the window. Yeah. We shut it off. <laughs> how, so how long did you uh, say, how, how, what time did you shut that off? So, I mean, it was, she had lost the baby and yeah, then the, girl, the, the, the lady was giving everybody a tour of the underground area and was talking about you know, like they built the world on top of it so it doesn't flood. Yeah, and you yeah, can yeah, see yeah. the streets. And then she shuts the lights off. And then she heard a sound. And then my dog started freaking out where I was dog sitting in the middle of the country. Oh, yeah. And so um, I shut it off. Like I was like, and we're done. Because I don't know what's happening here. And nor do I care. <laughs> because this is not something that, like, I don't. Like, I don't like watching those. I could watch it if I was with other people. Yeah. You know, um, I was even trying to play games on my phone, but those dogs would not stop barking. And they never bark, which is really weird. So we just shut it off and went to bed. So. Oh. Yeah. I just, I just, I just say those movies, those movies just don't do anything for me. Like, they, I, I don't know. I just don't like them. So. I mean, I heard, I talked to my friends on movie night Monday night, and they had both watched it, and they were like, "Oh no, it's more just psychological, and and it it's actually pretty good." And I was like, "Oh, I think I could do it. I think I could do it at my house. I cannot do with it. Other people, too. yeah, and I can't do it. I can't do it at ten o'clock at night in the country. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried. I failed. I will. I'll admit to it. Nope." Nope and nope. Anybody, anybody that's not going to turn the flipping lights back on after they hear a sound, I'm just kind of like, you deserve to be killed. Like, just, just murder her in a brutal way. Turn the freaking lights back on or get the hell out of there. Like, 
You have options. No. Nope. <laughs> well, well, you know. All right. Uh, 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 okay. Uh, thanks, Kim. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek, what do you think of this? I actually really enjoyed this one as well. Uh, there's a lot of tropes that are reused in this movie that's used in a lot of horror films. Uh, as Kim says, you know, yeah. whoever doesn't turn the lights on or whatever leaves when, when they get spooked, they deserve to die. That's exactly what happens in, a lot in this movie quite frequently. Something happens and, you know, the the... the the characters in the basement of a decrepit hospital, the lights yeah. go out, and instead of rushing to get the hell out of there, they go right back to what they were doing. You right. know, it, there's there's a lot of things like that, but I think that's part that of a done... great horror movie, though, man. Well, yeah, that's I think that was something done on purpose because yeah. there's a Definitely. lot of I get a lot of heavy '70s and '80s vibes uh, as far as horror genre goes. Uh, and there's there's even a little bit of kind of uh, like hammer horror films uh, oh, with, yes. with uh, what goes on in this movie, which is which is really refreshing in these days where everybody's trying to be so unique they end up copying each other. Whereas this movie kind of pays homage to what came before. Uh, this was a, a a return to form for James Wan, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Uh, I think a lot of his more recent films have been kind of stale or made solely for the purpose of cashing in on a, a, a big payday. So this what movies has he directed in the past, Eric? Uh, well, he's done a number of the, the films within the Conjuring series. And I know, I knew you were going to say yeah, that. <laughs> those are definitely payday movies because we all know how successful those movies are. So oh, God, you could yeah. make you could make a terrible Conjuring movie and still make a lot of money because it's just that popular of a, a franchise. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is something that was fresh, unique, yes. uh, and at the same time, it pays homage to all those old classic horror films that came before it. Right. Uh, it, it has elements that remind me of uh, like the basket case movies if anybody out there remembers those oh uh, yes <laughs> there's, there's oh definitely... yeah those are my favorite oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah Kim that's... knows all about horror yeah. she's your oh, yeah. go <laughs> is that is that is that with an H or a W because I'm, I'm pretty good with W I'm not too good with the H <laughs> If, if, if it's with the W, then you're watching completely the wrong movies. <laughs> you got to get off of that website. It's a different one you go to. Oh. But yeah, this I, I really love this film. A uh, lot of, lot of uh, great scenes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the effects were were just fantastic. I, I uh, I'm sure there was some digital effects used in this movie at some point or another, but mo I'm willing to bet at least eighty to ninety percent of the effects were completely uh, practical, uh, meaning yeah. they were all caught on camera. Uh, but yeah, it's just phenomenal. Everybody did a great job. Cast was great. Uh, 
direction was great. The production level on this was really good, and I'm sure it had a, a pretty small budget, but for how small of a budget it had, I I think they did an exemplary job. Yeah, uh, this too. one's getting uh, three out of four stars for me. See, I mean, you and I agreed on that, Derek. We gave it three out of four. It is a really good movie. Yeah, I, I really want to talk about the little twist in the movie, but then it'll just ruin it for everybody. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. Because that's why yeah. I tried to describe this movie. I didn't get away too much of this movie, you know, because it's just like I wanted people to be surprised, you know. Yeah, There's very little surprises in the world right now. This movie is uh, is a uh, it's good. So. Yeah, yeah that's... it had it had a lot of sequences where. You think it's going one way, but then it yes. gives you clues where it's going another way, and you, you think you know what's going on, but then it throws a little wrench in your whole system, you know, and it, it really, you know, it keeps you guessing, and that's that's something that is a rarity for a lot of, uh, uh, especially films of this type. I mean, yeah, it's a horror film, but it definitely has some some thriller and suspense in there. I mean, I could... I could almost see an old classic hammer horror uh, uh, advertisement where you hear the voiceover going, thrills, chills. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, you're right. You're right, well, man. Well, and that's why I wanted to watch it because my friends told me that there's a twist. I love twists. But yeah. I, like, I, I just couldn't do it by myself. Well, the next time the power goes out at your house, be sure to put it in. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, as uh, long as, whenever there's a really big storm out there and the tree limbs are hitting my side of my house, I'll get that, exactly, I, will, exactly. I will get that I will get exactly. that put in immediately. That'll be that'll be my comfort movie that I watch. The next time a serial killer is on the loose. Yes. Stick it in. That's right. Just oh yeah. Stick it in. Yeah. All right. Well next week's movies, uh Love and Monsters on Hulu. Count Me In on Netflix, and also The Starling on Netflix. So, yeah, that uh, we'll uh, try all those movies out. And, Kim, you need something you need to add on, well, don't you? Yeah, so we have started something new, and it could, be, it could be once a month. It could be twice a month. It really just depends on who wants to host an event. But instead of doing different events, like scheduling them and trying to promote them, what we've started is Keith the Critic Backyard Movie Nights. And so if you go to Facebook and you look up Keith the Critic Backyard Movie Nights, answer a couple questions, join the group, because only people in that group will know where we're going to be having movies. And I'm hosting the first one this month. And unless someone steps up for next month and the weather holds out, then I'm going to actually be hosting uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show in my backyard. And then we'll probably move indoors to where people have bigger you know, basements and stuff for us to um, uh, watch movies. And so... Um, we're going to do that. So go to go to uh, Facebook under Keith the Critic Backyard Movie Nights. Go ahead and join that group because it will not be advertised any place but that group. So we're not going to give you times and dates on here because I we need to know who's coming to our house. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
I need yeah, to. I need are. to. I need to verify that. So, um, yeah. So, so make sure we're gonna watch Harry Met Sally in September. We have Rocky Horror Picture Show scheduled for October, and then and we're also, just gonna play it by ear. Also, maybe we're gonna try to show the first Halloween. Right. Yeah. If yeah. someone wants to sponsor it, the the, yeah. the, the purpose of this um, event is we are trying to raise money to bring in celebrities for Slash and Bash. So these events are free, but then we will pass around something for people to donate money, and then that will literally be spent to um, pay for them to come in. We've got a really good idea for next year, and once we once we get it confirmed, we'll let people know. But right now, we would like to have a we need to get the money because you know people aren't going to come for free and we would like to step up our event a little bit and um i've got some we've got some uh great things coming and i am excited i'm excited about it yeah i am too man i i i I can't wait and i can't wait to show when harry met sally man that's gonna be kick-ass man (laughs) And I guess I should start a Facebook page of uh, Kim watches Malignant that night. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, you know, we could probably. Out to everybody, and I won't let Kim know who's coming. (laughs) Well, well, and the thing is, is that you could start one, and then I have to watch it live (laughs) on Facebook, and people have. And people have to pay every time I do certain things. Just get up on there. <laughs> we'll take, we'll take like bet. We'll turn it into a betting process, you know. Right. Yeah. Fifty oh bucks on if Kim wets herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many times do I cover my eyes? How many times do I say nope? Not doing it. Nope. And, I'll, and also, it. and also, you uh, bring something to uh, eat. Yep. Bring something to sit on, yep. and you know that's uh, you yep. can bring out anything you want. You yep, know? you bring your own drinks, you bring your own food, you bring your yes. blankets, your chairs, whatever. whatever. You just you just bring it like it's a it's it's the it's a movie outside. We're not providing anything except the screen, the movie, the sound, and of course uh, you'll get to meet us. I mean, and I guess I. You know, for the first few movies, I know my autographs will be free. And after so many, then I have to start charging. It's my my agent said so. I mean, I don't want to, but my agent says I have to. So I have to start. Uh, 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 I, I charge like $30 a head. $30 for your autograph? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm charging $30 a head. Uh, per autograph. So per autograph. To, yeah, per autograph. So what well, do I need to do about you, that, Kim? You've been in this way, way, way longer than me. I'm so much younger than you are. I, oh! I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm new. I'm new to the, all this autograph stuff with my. Oh. I'd, with, I'd probably have to pay someone to take my autograph. <laughs> Derek's over there. Here's my autograph on a $5 bill. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kim, can I borrow 20 bucks? You want my autograph? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Too much fun. Too much fun. 
All right. Well, hey, superstar Kim Schultz, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you. And also Derek, the toy maker, Neil. Thank you so much, Derek. You're welcome. And I'm Keith the Critic, and this is the ILC.